every week I, I, I sit down and study and, and I think, well, <laughs> there's only one more chapter left, <laughs> but uh, I can't seem to get there, so y'all <laughs> just trying to, there's just, uh, you know, I'm thankful that God gives us the privilege to to spend time in his word and there's and there's so much I mean there's so much in his word that we'll never that we'll never get out of it but I mean it's just uh, just the privilege to be able to spend time and it's just so there's so much in there for us that like I said we'll never get it all but um, it just continues to he just continues to share more the more that we look the more that we seek the more that he's willing to show us and, and I, I tell you it's um, that's a blessing I mean, it truly is, and uh, not only that, it's a great help, it's a great help in our life, and uh, so I know you say, well, tell, tell me something I don't already know, but I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have his word, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it this morning, but it, it is a wonderful thing, so, but uh, I'm going to read uh, verses, let's see, verses 7 through 10, and Paul said, and lest I should be exalted Above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And I know we talked about the thorn in the flesh a couple weeks ago, and, and, uh, but I just thought how that the purpose that God had for Paul and the purpose that he has for us because... I would say, along our way throughout our lives, that we can call the thorn or refer to it or, or use it. We can say the thorn, but there's always things in our life that challenge us as Christians, as believers. There's always challenges. There's always trials. I mean, there's times that there's not, but there's times that there are, okay? And, and God is using those just like he did in Paul's case to help us draw closer to him. And you know, I thought that it's not always it's not always pleasant when we go through these things, you know, and it's not always easy, especially the things that have a tendency to, I don't know, to drag on maybe, at least from our perspective. You know, they're not always easy. But yet, we have to keep in mind that it's for, God's got a purpose, and God knows far more than what I know. You know, and he, he, he's, he knows it all, and he's got a plan. And uh, that is truly, to me, when we look at verses 7 through 10, if we don't get anything else out of it, it's like it's not just Paul we're talking about here. We're talking about us, believers, the church, that when we go through these things, when the challenges come up, the trials come up, the problems come, whether they're short or medium or whether they go for a long time, God has a purpose and his purpose is always for our good. And we've got it. That's the only way that we're going to be able to, to continue to bear fruit for him, 
and serve him and do his will as if we've got to make sure that we keep our focus. That's the only thing. You think everything that Paul went through, and, I, and I'm probably, I've said it before, but you just think he had, only way he would have gotten through these things is his, his focus was Jesus Christ. That's the only way. And, that's, and to be quite honest, you say, well, I, you know, I, thank goodness we don't have to deal with what Paul has de- was dealt with and what he had to deal with. No, but you know what? We all have problems, you know? I mean, we all have issues, whether they're physical, whether they're family, whether they're whatever they are. We all have problems that we have to deal with, and some are harder than others, but those hard ones, we've got to rely upon him because if we're relying on us, it's not going to get, it's not going to get easier. I mean, I can tell you that. It may not get any easier anyway, even if we're relying on him, but we've got to rely on him. We've got to trust him, so... Um, so anyway, the, the, the Lord is desiring for each of us, and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, in our own way, okay? We're not Paul, okay? I'm just Greg, you know, and, and I'm not anybody else. And, but he's got a purpose for me, just like he's got a purpose for all of us, and his purpose is for all of us to grow the way that he wants each of us individually to grow and to serve, and that's his purpose in all these things. So when, when he says down here at the end of verse 7, that the messenger of Satan was sent to buffet me or was given to me that, that, I should be, that I should not be exalted above measure. And you think that word buffet, I just want to mention this real quick and we'll move on. That word is, is a strong word. I mean, that means to strike with the hand or the fist. I mean, so to me, whatever this issue was that Paul was dealing with specifically, this thorn that he's talking about here, I mean, it was something that was very serious, something that was distressful to him. You know, I read there was there's all kinds of views on whether it was a physical thing, whether it was a spiritual thing. Doesn't matter. It was a serious thing. It was something that was impeding him, or could have impeded him, did impede him probably in his physical life, but he didn't allow it to impede him in preaching the gospel and serving the Lord and doing what God wanted him to do because he knew that somewhere along the way God was getting a, a true purpose out of this. So. Um, so again, Paul's telling us, he wants us to understand that Satan was permitted to bring this upon him. You know, God is, God's ways, I've said it before, it's been said numerous times, that his ways are always for our good. Even though when we're, when we're going through them, there's many things we go through, we probably don't, we don't get it, okay? And we may never get it. You know, I, I'm beginning to wonder at the age of, that I'm at, maybe there's some things that, you know what? He just says, trust me, and that may have to be good enough. You know, that may have to be good enough. And uh, that's just how it is. So, so, so let me just kind of, in, in verse 8, look at what, what, it, what Paul says. He says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And I mean, I, and no doubt, again, this was something serious. And you think three times Paul prayed specifically regarding this thorn in the flesh. I mean, I don't know how, you know, how long those three prayers were, were, it doesn't matter. But again, it was troublesome, and Paul prayed, and he was seeking a response from the Lord. And I mean, I, and, you know, there's times we got to persevere in prayer until God answers. Okay, and you say, well, <laughs> what's that mean? Well, I don't know what else to say. I mean, because we know each individually, if we're praying about something, when God answers. And if he hasn't answered, 
There's a reason he hasn't answered. If there's a reason he hadn't moved, there's a reason, you know. And, and uh, you say, well, why not? I can't answer that, you know. I mean, I can't answer why. But he knows why. And, um, but in, in verse 9, Paul got the answer. God answered him, and it was clear. And in verse 9, he says, he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. And here's the key. For my strength is made perfect in weakness, you know, and, and uh, I thought that um, maybe I've passed up on this a little bit, and, and I thought about Romans 8.28, and I'm just going to say this, you know, there's, there's verses in the Bible, and this is one of them, I'm just going to be honest, that are much easier read than actually applied in life, and that's one of them. I mean, it's easy to read Romans 8.28, and I'll turn back here and read it, and I mean, I know part of it, but it says... Um, For we know, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I mean, we know that. I mean, right? If we're saved, we know that. We know that. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And I think that's the part I miss, is he's called us for a purpose. And I miss the point that I just want to say, well, I know everything's for his good. But then when I really have to put that into practice, sometimes that's not real easy. And... You know, but we know, somebody say something, yeah, we don't, I mean, we, we, we like the part that we're called, we like the part that we're, he asked us to serve, and he wants us to serve, and we're part of his family, but I'll just be honest with you, you know, when it comes to this part of having to deal with the difficulties, I mean, I don't, I don't I'm not really a big fan of it, but that's part of it, right, I mean, that's just part of it, and, right, right, we've got to, you know, and we talked about, I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about pride, you know, and if we're, if, when things are going good, okay, and, and, and even in the midst of troubles, things are still going good, right? I mean, we're still saved. I mean, think, hope, you know, there, there's always good things we can look to, right? But t- to your point, when things are going good, if we're not careful, we kind of get a little, we get more self-dependent and not so much dependent on the Lord, you know? Maybe we, you know, and, it, and it's different for everybody, but that to me is the key. That's why he said, I mean, he'd been blessed. He'd been given these revelations. He'd been shown all these things, but God didn't want him to get too high, much on a high horse on himself. And, and, I, and I'm not saying that about in a bad way towards Paul, but we as people, God knows how we are. I mean, we're, we're flesh. And our self wants to rise up, Tom. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And that, and that is what. I mean, I'll just I'll just testify for a minute. You know, it's I'm, a lot of times I'm a slow. <laughs> I've told you before. I, it takes me a while, and you'd think after twenty some years that I'd catch on quicker. But you know, it just really kind of came to me over the last week or so, probably as part of all this, some of the studying and what we've been studying as as a group for the past couple of months. But you know what? It's, it's all about he's wanting me to get closer. He's wanting me to, to, to get myself out of the way somewhere along the way. I'm not telling you I'm doing anything really bad. I mean, if I am, I, he hadn't showed me what that bad thing is yet. I don't think I am. It's not that. He's wanting me to get closer. And the way that he's drawing me closer and the way that he draws us closer to him is I've got to rely on him. You know, I've got to trust him. And sometimes, you know, when, as we go through things, 
who else are you going to confide in other than your spouse or whoever, but even them, their, their hands are, are tied. It's, it's something that God's got to do, and we've got to rely on him. We've got to trust him. So, and here's the thing, I mean, is, is a, and I hope that this, this is making sense this morning, but Christ has all power. I mean, when we read Romans 8, 28, we know that, that all things work to his good. We know he's got all power. There's no limit to his power. His almighty power is always for our good. I've said this before. And his very purpose is to see people come to him for salvation. Wouldn't you all agree? I mean, that's the very purpose. But once we become part of his family, he wants us to grow in our knowledge and our relationship with him. And again, I'm going to say again, Christ has all power. But when we're going through these things, when we're living the Christian life, his power cannot work in us and it can't work for us in our trials unless we place our faith and our trust in him. Okay? And you say, well, that, and again, you've, we've heard all that, we've heard this stuff a hundred, if you've been in church thousands of times, right? You just got to trust. You just got to put your faith. You just got to trust. Again, easier said than done at times, is it not? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So, anyway, so just like we have a choice, to receive or reject the gift of salvation. Think about this. He gives us a choice. Okay, I made a choice one day that I needed to be saved and I wanted Christ in my, in my life. Well, it's the same way. When we're going through these things, we have a choice whether we're going to receive and ask for his power to help us or whether we're going to reject his power and his help in our trials. And you say, well, what do you mean by that? If we think in our heart, if I think in my heart that I can figure this thing out on my own, don't you think God knows that? That's what I'm talking about. If I'm not sold out and trust in him and get truly giving it over to him, that's, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, to me, that's, again, back to being humble and the pride thing. I mean, if, if it's not right in my heart and I think I got it and I can handle it and I don't need his help, I'm in a bad shape. I'm in a whole lot worse shape than whatever the trial is. So, but has anybody else prayed? Lord, when, when these things are going on, Lord, help me. Please help me understand what the purpose is. And you know what? Sometimes he doesn't answer right then. <laughs> it's like, trust me. You, we, sometimes we got to trust. Sometimes we got to trust him. But, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Absolutely. So I thought about verse 9. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it again. It says, and he said unto me, and this is Jesus speaking. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. How many times have we read? I mean, we've, read that, we've heard that verse preached on, taught on, read. We've read it numerous times. And he says, most gladly, therefore, will I neither rather glory in my infirmities. And here's the, key, here's the thing. Look at what he says, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I mean, he knew that it was God, it was, the, it was the purpose of the Lord to move upon him. I mean, in all this. But I thought about verse 9. And you know, I, and, and please take this, you know, but we can look at this verse, I think, as a feel good verse. Okay? And, and I think a lot of times that's how I've looked at this verse. Because Christ tells us here in this verse that my grace is sufficient for thee. Right? I mean, that's a basic fundamental truth, right? Of, of us as believers. His grace will be with us. But, but I think this verse goes a whole lot deeper than that. 
I mean, you, you look at those two verses. To me, in, 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 I'm sorry, in these two sentences in this one verse, in verse 9. I mean, I think we're given the absolute basis for trust and faith in our Christian walk in these two sentences right here. I really believe that. I think everything around, about, I mean, we can talk about having faith, we can talk about, you know, trusting and everything, but when we read those, these two sentences here, to me, it's all, that's the basis right there. It's talking about, are we going to rely upon him, or are we going to rely upon ourselves? And that's, to me, that's what faith and trust is all about, is where are we placing it? So, um, he goes on to say, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, you know, and, and again, I think there's a lesson here that is very hard to accept and to apply to our individual circumstances. I mean, it's easy for me to stand up here and, and, and talk about this and share this this morning. I mean, that's, that's the easy part. But when it comes down when, you know, when you're at home or wherever you're at and the, and the, and the trial comes or the problem comes or the issues raise up, that's when it becomes real. That's when it becomes real. And, um, you know, we may be living, you know, I thought about this, and we can be living a good life for the Lord, serving him, you know, a spiritual life, I'm going to call it. Um, living for the Lord, looking to serve him, looking to grow every day. Uh, we can be praying in faith, believing every day, okay? I mean, doing everything that, I mean, seeking to do everything that we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, saying, you know, praying that God's able to do certain things for us, knowing that he can, praying that he can, doing all these things. But he may not see fit to answer our prayers the way that we think he should, okay? Because he's not us. He's God, you know? I mean, and to me, that's a hard, that's, that's a hard thing. I mean, you think even God always knows best. And again... How easy that is for me to stand here and say that. But again, when it comes to living it and accepting these things and dealing with these things, it's more of a challenge. Luke twenty-two forty-two, Jesus himself said when he prayed, and you all probably know what I'm going to say, not my will, but thine be done. You know, and we say, Lord, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying, Lord, according to your will, but sometimes we're hoping that, his will is what we're hoping, right? Or what we're hoping for, right? But that's not how it works. So the key, to me, the key is, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And again, I kind of said this before, but if we, we feel that we're strong enough to fight the battle and to win, and to me it is a battle. I mean, I'm talking about these things that are, that are, that are truly things that are, that are giving us issues in our lives, problems, trials. If we, if we, you know, if we think we're strong enough to, win, to fight the battle and win, then guess what? We're not depending on God. We're failing to depend on him. And he's not going to help us. He's going to let us basically figure it out, so to speak, okay? Which is not a good way to do it. But if we feel in our heart that without him, we can't fight, and we can't win, and without his grace, we cannot overcome, and he's going to help supply whatever that need. I'm not saying, I'm not going to stand here and say, well, he's going he's to make that trial just disappear right then and there as soon as you say, Lord, I'm trusting, believing, I, I, try, I know you can do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we've got to have full, complete 
in our heart, in our mind, sold out to him. That's what we've got, that's where we gotta be. So, but he'll give us the help that we need if we're if we're trusting in him completely. You know, I I, I think it's easy to say again, sometimes very hard to apply when we're going through these trials and problems. You know, we've always heard walk by faith, live by faith, and pray in faith, right? Again. Those are things we should do, but sometimes they get harder to do, maybe. And even if we're doing all those things, God doesn't say, hey, you're never going to have a problem. You're never going to have a trial. So, again, all these things working, and again, I'll just say I, I lose sight of this so many times. It's for us to grow closer to him, bottom line. It's for us to grow closer to him. So, um. So he goes on in that same verse, and he said in verse 9, and he says that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And you think about the, the, what the power of Christ is, is the strength that the Lord gives to us as believers who will trust and obey. I mean, when he saved us, his spirit moved in, and there's power in his spirit, is there not? I mean, we know that. There's, there's power. I mean, it, it's, it's almighty. And he will... Share that He will share that. He will manifest that in us when we're trusting in him and sold out to him. But um, Paul says that he considers it a privilege to have a thorn, to endure the trials, and here's the key, and this was his view, if the purpose is for him, for me to be a better servant of God. And that was his whole, that was his whole view, his whole focus. If it was going to make, make him a better servant, you're going to help him be better at spreading the gospel, then he was, he was focused. He was good with that. And, I mean, shouldn't that be our purpose as well? Should be my purpose as well is whatever it is that we're going through. And, again, it's hard to keep that focus sometimes, but that's where our focus has got to be is that it's to help us serve him to grow in our relationship with him. So... Um, you know, Jesus is the only one that, uh, he's the only one that, that can give this power to, to those of us that are believers. I mean, the, the power doesn't come anywhere else when you think about it. Um, this, when he says that, uh, where am I at? He's the only one to give his power to faithful and trusting believers. And when he says here um, that the power of Christ, the last thing he says in verse 9, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know, I mean, that, that phrase is pretty special. I mean, because when you think about that, Paul's saying that it means the power of Christ will abide upon us, that it will remain with us in the trials, in the problems, all the difficulties of life. His power is still there. We've just got to, I've just got to, we've just got to draw from him and not be trying to draw from ourselves. That's what we've got to do. Um, again, it's, that's what we, we all know. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of these things that uh, we know it a lot of times, but how many times, you know, if, you just, if you're just out doing something and you know this is the process, and maybe this is just me, but there's a times where I think, well, you know what, I can shortcut that process a little bit. I can get done a little bit faster. And what normally happens when you try to shortcut the process, normally you end up taking longer than if you would have just done by the process, right? I mean, I think there's a little bit of, 
there's a little bit of spiritual application there. We need to be doing it, I need to be doing things his way and not trying to substitute my helps along the way because he doesn't need my help. He just needs me to listen to him. So um, you think about all these things, and, and I, thought about, I thought about Romans uh, 8.18. And Romans 8.18 says this. Paul said, for I reckon, I like, it, I like that, but to me this was a, he was writing to us as West Virginians, I think, here. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, and, and again, it's one of those verses, I mean, but you know, those, these verses are in here to, to strengthen us, to help us when we're going through those problems and trials. And, and I thought about that, but then I went over to 2 Corinthians 4.16. If you back up a few pages to chapter 4, verse 16, this is what Paul said. He said, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And, you know, I kind of I kind of had a, a, a really, the Lord just kind of, he just really stirred me up when I was studying this. And uh, because I thought about how, you know, he's talking about the outward man, the physical. You know, we don't have any control over the fact that this physical body, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass away, right? It's deteriorating every day, right? It's getting weaker and weaker every day. No matter what, we, we can't do anything about it. I mean, we can do a few things, but by and large, we can't control the aging process, right? And I thought how that, you know, it, it, it's, it's aging, it's getting older, and someday it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear out. I mean, if the Lord doesn't come back, it's going to wear out. And, but you know, the Lord said, he said, oh, he said, but look at this other part of that verse. He said, I'm working on building something inside you, in your soul and in your spirit. It's never going to die. It's, 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 it's eternal. It's going to endure forever. And the Lord said, focus on that. He said, focus on what I'm trying to do for you spiritually, what I'm trying to do in your, in your relationship with me. And don't worry about all this stuff that's going on. You know, I'm, I'm, I got it. It's, it's all my purpose. And, uh, you know, I just, I just thought, I can focus by choice. I'm glad he gives us, a, again, the choice. But it's my choice to focus on the spiritual and not focus on the physical things, the worldly things. And that's, to me, that's really what it comes down to. And all that we've been talking about this morning is staying focused on him and knowing that whatever it is, whatever he, he's doing, it's for our good and it's for us to get closer to him. So I'm gonna unless anybody has a comment, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there for this morning. But